Hello and welcome to episode 173 of the Drive the Green podcast. I'm your host, Maddie B, joined by only new guy in Harv this week. Bronell decided to take the week off. Um, he's dealing with some demons on the golf course, I think. Took his family camping. Just can't even talk about golf. He's so messed up in the head right now. Yeah. This is the best time for him to go on a camping trip ever. It right? is. In a, in a slump and just gets away. So, and he's and we j- we're taping this right after the Habs won in overtime, so he's probably got to be happy to the point that he doesn't care that he's camping with his family in a tent, mind you. Yeah, two, uh, four, and a what does he got a three and a five year old in yep. a tent in a tent uh, roasting marshmallows <laughs> over a lighter, <laughs> no fire ban in Saskatchewan. So, uh, yeah, uh, so good for Bronell. I guess um, it's time for him to take a week off. Uh, new guys joining us from, uh, where's your condo new guy? Oh, we're in Canmore right now. So he's in Canmore on a uh, scouting trip for next year's, uh, ultimate road trip. When we go into Alberta playing probably most of the courses we're going to play next year, which is kind of an unfair advantage that you're going to get to play these now. Yeah. I'll I'll guide you guys around. That'll help. Yeah. So so really, really, I'm going to help you guys out. Clip this audio that he says that he's not (laughs) guiding us at all. And we'll get into quote again, and then he'll be like, hit it here, and it's dead. Yeah. So we'll get into your week out there uh, doing some some scouting for us. And uh, we're going to recap the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Uh, it's John Deere week. A uh, little bit of news, Harv. Uh, we're going to let new guy go after he recaps us. Obviously, Bronell's here not to, sh- to share his thoughts. Uh, so it might be a shorter pod. Oh, and one little other tidbit. Wyndham Clark joins the boys this week. Oh, yeah, that guy. So... Big interview with Wyndham, uh, Bronell and I. So Bronell did contribute. Him and I did that interview. Uh, so he will be in this podcast, which is nice. It's a nice little change. I think he did that on purpose, got his work in early in the week. Um, I mean, maybe one of these days I'll take one off, but I'm 173 for 173, so I'm not going to stop now. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into all that, we want to thank our sponsors, Player Golf, PLYRGolf.com. Use the promo code Drive the Green. Uh, new guys put in the Callaways to extreme use uh, this week. Uh, we're also a member of Team Callaway. And uh, lastly, we're members of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, proudly presented by Connexus and Direct West. Uh, insert ad read. <laughs> yep. See there that that see I went quiet there. That was the ad read. Um, I may or may not cut it in. I'm not sure. Gotcha. Uh, all right, let's get into weeks. Uh, I got Bronell's here. He can go first. Uh, he said, and I quote in all caps, I fucking suck at golf. That was his week <laughs> recap. <laughs> um, birdie count, who gives a shit? Um, but then underneath, he did put two this week for 65 oh. on the year. Okay. I was, I thought that maybe that meant it was zero. No, yeah. Like but, he said, birdie count, who gives a shit? But then he yeah. gave it. So I, I don't know yeah. what that means. This is just yeah. an act. That's all this is. Like, even though he's like on the worst golfer ever. Like what he he played the worst round of his life Sunday morning or Saturday morning, whenever it was, and it was seventy nine. Like it's not like he's shooting ninety. Although I'd like to see that guy shoot ninety just to see he wouldn't have any clubs left. It, it wouldn't happen. He would just walk off the course. Yeah. You're right, he would, but it, it would still be it'd still be kind of funny. So it was funny because we know how he how he is. And so we played men's night, him and I, with uh, two guys that we normally will play together, but two new guys to our group. 
And there were times during that round where I thought if he was with us, he would have just left. But because he was uh-huh. committed to the new guys and to men's night and trying to win a skin, he he stuck it out. Yep, fair enough. But there there are some times when that guy's playing where he's just like, I think he's just gonna leave. I think and I like that putter he has is indestructible. That's exactly what I was gonna say. If he has <laughs> if he can't break it now, it's never it's never getting broken. So Duff, if you're listening to this, we need to get that guy a new Callaway putter because it, it, it's just in it's in shambles. I think it's actually broken without him knowing it's broken. Oh, it's definitely bent or lofted or, or something. <laughs> so but so if he gets a new putter, what's he gonna blame then? I don't know. I don't know. I think he secretly likes that out that he has. Like yeah, he just I agree. He, he has something that he can blame it on. So once he gets that new putter, he just yeah. he'll have nothing to blame. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um he did give me his uh his booze count, his Churchill booze count uh was 34 for the week and then he put in brackets I'm on holidays. Uh so uh-huh. 34. I I'll be curious and I'll quiz him on the other five times he's hit 34 this week, what the reason or this year, what those reasons <laughs> he's were been up but, there a few other times. Yeah. Uh, so he's at 449 in 185 for the year. Yikes. Okay. Uh, like he, just lean into the curve and get to three times. Yeah. He has to. He's gonna he he's can, gonna be he can easily there. do it. Yeah. Yep. If anyone can do it, it's that guy. Yep. Uh, I can go next for weeks. Um only played one one time this week, other than since because I played Monday and counted it last week. Uh had three birdies, so I'm at 48 for the year. Um yeah, and that went up to the to the lake for the long weekend. I mean, it was ridiculously hot. I think and, it was hotter up there than down here. And like the air conditioner can only do so much in that cabin. So like tough getting kids to fall asleep when it's like 30 degrees yeah. at 8 p.m. Oh. So, yeah. and you're, you get into that weird spot where you start yelling at people for leaving the door open. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a constant thing of like, whether you're in a motor home or a trailer or a cabin, it's like, if that door is open for more than three seconds to just slide a body out and it doesn't get closed immediately, someone is yelling at you. Yeah. For leaving yes. My dad, like that was 80% of his weekend was just, yelling at, just yelling at people about doors and windows and blinds and, and everything. And then like the strategy, the strategy he had in his head about how to cool it off at night, like where to put fans. It was just oh, yeah. like, it was like, we got to put one here. It creates a cross breeze. Like it sucks it in out of that window and out this one. I was that like, must be, that must be a dad thing. My dad does the same thing at home, no air conditioning, but he puts, certain fans in certain places to suck air in and blow it out the other and one like and it like, doesn't work it like, no, like no. you're getting like half a degree <laughs> yeah cooler <laughs> but that i guess that does work i guess if you're like it's not like you got some magical thing that all of a sudden you're like hey it's not bad in here yeah. <laughs> it's like oh yeah i'm still sweating but <laughs> yeah i know i know what that's all about yeah. i'm actually amazed that you only played one round this past week yeah well we couldn't You'll make up for lost time. I'm sure this week. I imagine I will. Uh, I was planning to play up there, but we couldn't get any morning tea times. They were all booked and we weren't playing at in, uh, in 38 degrees. Yeah. yeah. So, so it was a lot of beach and boats and tubing and all that stuff. So kids went tubing for the first time in their lives and didn't die. So, so that was good. And, uh, had eight drinks. Whoa. So wow. I'm at uh, 85 for the year. 
So that was that was big for my Churchill boost count. So yeah, eighty five. You might you might push two hundred for the year. Uh, I don't know. Which would be crazy if the guy that doesn't drink hits two hundred. I can't believe I said I'd get three sixty five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's the Churchills. That's why. Yeah, it's the Churchills. So good. Uh, I'll go next because uh, new guy yours is probably going to be long as you recap this entire trip you're going on. I'll try. Uh, so yeah, for me, I did end up playing twice this week, uh, which is. Also, we're in bizarro world here. I played twice and you only played once. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, that might change. I'm, I, I feel like July is going to have quite a few rounds. I'm trying to get to three a week, I think. Uh, we have the Player Cup and the Player Shootout and Roster and coming up. Yep. Uh, new guy obviously coming off his big trip uh, has to put in some much-needed family time, I'm sure. Yep. Um, so the three of us will go up there. Cecil's going to join the boys, play on Bronell's team. Harv and I are together. Uh, so that's the start of a, hopefully a big month for me golfing wise but again two rounds only two birdies one of them was birdieless and the other one uh, only had two so i only had 25 for the year uh mm. struggling a bit uh Brunel and i played from the white tees uh yesterday morning and actually shot worse my worst round of the year from the well, white really? what happened like i would have thought uh, just like, like different angles from some of those tees and then just like in general yeah, all for the good you know <laughs> for sure <laughs> it's like one's easier three's easier yeah, just stuff happened, I guess, is all I could say. Brunel also none of played them are really different. Yeah, Brunel also played terrible, too. I think it was just something in the air. Um, and the guy we were playing with, known money taker. Uh, we were playing right life, right left Vegas. And uh, yeah, he, oh. I basically paid him out. <laughs> like it was just like, here's it happens. Yeah, here's your Brunel and the other guy that was playing with us, break even. That's I paid such a flawed game. That's such a flawed game. That game. Uh, yeah. Well, like I, it's all I luck. shot my worst round of the year, and yep. that guy shot even par. Yeah, that's, and probably made a few birdies, and then all it takes is you to double when he birdies, and you're yes. never getting it back. It may or yep. may not have happened. I had two triples on the card too, so, so. that's gonna hurt. You. Um, yeah. So boost count for me was 13 this week. Uh, so that gives me up to 320. Uh, so I will. Certainly cross uh, one one per day for the year <laughs> in July when I said I was gonna, it was my target for the year. Um, and then lastly, just a little fun, I, I not really a fun story, but I thought I'd share it. Uh, some people may have saw in the news that there was some, uh, some inc- water incidents that occurred uh, this past um, week. Yep. I happened to be f- firsthand to one of them. So Douglas Park, we were there for Canada Day, Lake Diefenbaker, uh, we're sitting on the on the beach, and we look out onto one of the sandbars that's no more than I don't know, let's say fifty yards in front of us. These three girls come out of the water, and one of them's just kind of like laying on the ground, and the other two are um, just kind of looking over. And they roll her over, and she looks super limp. And so it's like, what the hell's going on out there? Are they just like exhausted from swimming. So we look for a little bit longer. Next thing you know, you can't see the second girl. She's laying on the ground, and the one that's still upright is like flipping this other girl under her back under her side under her back on her side we're like what is going on so my brother who's a first responder uh, uh part of the emergency response team at his his place of work um he works at a mine runs out there just to make sure everything's okay next thing you know he's waving people over like we, we uh just so happened a nurse was also in our our group uh waves her over yep this girl is unresponsive basically unconscious had start well drowned basically uh, so we get there, 
Luckily, no chest compressions, uh, anything like that were needed, but basically had to, cause we're in uh, Douglas park, took a little while for some more first responders to get there. Took about 45 minutes for the ambulance to get there. Stars came and took this girl. Uh, luckily she was able to, by the time medical got there, she was probably unresponsive for, I would say 15 to 20 minutes, just laying there and there, but she was breathing very labored. And uh, as far as I know, things are going well. So a uh, little hat tip to my brother and some of the people on uh, out there. Cause it was, it was insane. I was, I was there, but only to comfort the other girl we were talking about uh, that helped pull her out of the water. She was in like extreme shock. So it's just like, I was the guy, I was like the designated guy who just doesn't have the skills other than to talk. Yeah, um, play to your to, strengths. Yeah. Play to your strengths and just talk to the girl that's in shock and make sure she doesn't go to sleep as well. Um, so it was that crazy, was, crazy oof, candidate. That, that was not where I thought that story was going. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was more, it was more just to, to say it was pretty crazy to see something like that happen firsthand and, uh, more so to give my brother a hat tip cause it was pretty cool. So, hmm. uh, but let's get into a better story and that's, that's your, uh, current trip new guy okay well so this is a trip that's been in the works for poof, a year now covid canceled it last uh last may long so rescheduled it for this may long didn't happen because the restrictions alberta we could only play as a one sum two sum if you were from the same household so we canceled rescheduled to this week uh yes yeah, so we headed out here staying in canmore right now uh condo so we're on our way up left 5 a.m. Friday morning, got to Banff, played Banff Springs uh, Friday night, like for 3.30. was awesome. I have never played any of these courses that we're playing this week, and they're just phenomenal, just unbelievable shape. Um, So Banff was so cool because uh, Simulator, we get to play it all the time, uh, online as well, video games. It's in some of the ones that I've played in the past. So it was really cool because you kind of know the course, um, but have obviously never played in real time. Right. Um, and like prestigious, right? So I go in the bathroom to take a pee before we go. Sergio's on the it's wall. Well, sure. Uh, Sergio's <laughs> on the wall with this big picture from the skins game that they've had there. Like, it's just, yeah. I don't know, just so cool. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed that place. Uh, just the, the history and yeah, it was awesome. Uh, my favorite hole, actually, I'll come back to that after. Yeah. We'll so get we to your that, top five we, holes. After. Yeah. So we did, we did that Friday, woke up, uh, Saturday morning, uh, headed out to Kananaskis. So played both those new courses out there. Um, we didn't know that it was cart path only because the grass is so new. So there was a little bit of walking the entire time. Uh, we ended up actually having a 10.30 tea time and then like a 6 p.m. tea time. But the weather forecast for yesterday and today have both been just junk all week. So last night or uh, Friday in the evening, we decided, well, let's wake up early, see if we can get on early. We might be able to kind of squeeze something in the morning and maybe be able to play at night. Right. So woke up at 6.30. Yeah, we were able to change it. So we get out there, no rain in the morning. So we luckily got through that one um we played mount lorette early in the morning which is supposed to be the i guess uglier of the two courses if, if you can call them that yeah um, I don't, I, judging by I the pictures really you've been sending it. i don't think oh, you man. Really yeah. qualify for that 
Um, so got that done. We were able to switch our 6 p.m. T10 to 2.15. So we had a little bit of kind of downtime, had some supper up on the porch. Um, it was phenomenal. I have never been in such a nice clubhouse that overlooks the golf course in my life. Um, Duff actually ended up texting me and said, he's like, that's the best patio that he's ever been on. So confirming my thought, which was excellent. (laughs) Um, So then radar, I'm a, I know we had our big uh, radar uh, issues when we were doing our little. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bronell's not here to defend himself, but you and I are, you and a little bit of me are well-known good radar readers. Yeah. Here is too difficult. It, it literally changes every 15 minutes. We would pull it up. Like there were points today uh, and yesterday as well, where it was going to be four mils, like in two hours from now, we'd open it up 10 minutes later. Now point two, it yeah. just, it just swirls yeah. so much in the yeah. mountains. Right. So it, they can't, but it also said 100% chance of rain. And then it doesn't rain. So you'd think like, I don't know, hundred percent, it's going to rain. No, they didn't do that here. Yeah. Um, so then I ended up playing mountain kid, uh, in the afternoon, uh, way more scenic of a golf course for sure. I didn't like it as much as Mount Lorette, but, uh, both phenomenal, phenomenal courses. So, uh, woke up this morning, we headed out, had a eight 30 tea time here at silver tip. So got there, uh, Luckily, again, bypassed the rain. I uh, got that one done. It wasn't in as good of shape as any of the other courses that we've played. Uh, the greens had a little bit of winter kill. Uh, they've been kind of changing out some of the grass on the greens as well, transplanting. So it wasn't, the greens were not in as good of shape as I was hoping they were, but right. the golf course was in phenomenal shape as well. Um, that course, they don't allow you to walk. Like there's, some points between like hole four and five, for example, it's like a four or five minute cart ride between the holes. Really? You're just climbing the mountain, right? Like zigzagging all the way up the mountain. And I've never hit so many elevated tee shots in my life. Yeah. Like some of the pictures that I sent you guys and posted on mine and our, our account, like we're 200 feet above the, the fairways. Yeah. Like it's you find that that outrageous kind of does it, take away from the course a little bit or is it I think so because I I hate elevated tee shots yeah I have a high ball flight so that ball just hangs up there forever yeah. <laughs> and the wind just takes it uh and then we just actually ended up finishing Stewart Creek here uh here in Canmore and bar none that is the best course that I've ever played in my life uh, really if wow. I could if I could picture what Augusta would be like it would be like this there's no blade of grass out of the, out of place. Uh, the fairways were soft, but not like you're sliding your club under it and chunking everything like right. phenomenal. You hit the green, you're fixing your divot. It, it feels like, you know, when you cook a really nice steak and it's perfectly just, just like butter. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, done. that's yeah. exactly, yeah, it's exactly, <laughs> no, that is not the case. <laughs> Uh, you stick that divot tool in there and it, it, oh, I, I can't explain it. It is the nicest course that I've ever been on. Sounds like bar none that you're describing yeah, golf. Yeah. Porn. <laughs> I, I hope, I hope we can come here next summer and yeah, we'll you guys can see, you guys can see what it's like. Uh, yeah. Phenomenal. Hmm. So and that then- ended our day and we, 
we got poured on for probably about nine of the 18 holes today. Um, so it, it took Add a little bit Creek. of fun of it. Yeah. Took a little bit of fun out of it, but if the course was shitty, then it would have been terrible, yeah. but I couldn't get over how nice the place was. So right. And then you got one stop left, right? One stop. Yeah. Yeah. So we are heading out of Canmore tomorrow morning, head to Calgary. We're going to go play Mickelson, Mickelson national in Calgary. So, uh, Callaway guy, right? Got to stop on the way yeah, home. That's a must. I guess yeah. so. Yep. Yeah. Um, so. so you might as well. So just to kind of wrap it up before we get to your birdie booze count. Um, obviously, we do a top five every week. Let's hear your top five top hole on each of the five courses. I'll try my best. Uh, Banff is pretty simple for me. Uh, hole three, the par five. Um, if any of you have played on video games, simulator, whatever, it's kind of that longer ish par five, but just kind of constantly turns right the entire time. Um, awesome hole. It's just so cool to see. I think cliche, you could say number four, right? That, uh, the, the part three, yeah. the part three downhill, mm -hmm. but I'm going to go with the hole before it actually. Okay. Um, uh, Mount Lorette, that place was unbelievable. Kananaskis, so our morning round on, uh, on Saturday morning, uh, hole, 17 i believe it was at par three you're <laughs> hitting over the creek so they got that big river that kind of runs right in between all of the golf courses down there just again another really really nice par three um kid mount kid um probably the 18th hole actually uh 600 and 630 yards i believe finishing hole 18th hole I really enjoyed. I don't love that, made that it's birdie. the 18th hole. Nah, I didn't. Uh, made par, but I'll take it. Uh, just yeah, just an absolute beast. Great finishing hole. You get to the green and you can still over. It overlooks kind of the rest of some of the golf course. Uh, it's just yeah, just a phenomenal, phenomenal hole. Um, so this morning, silver tip, hole number two, really long par five. Again, super elevated tee shot, probably. 180 200 feet above the green it looks like a video game when you've come up to this tee shot and it's just a winding fairway that goes kind of left to right uh just phenomenal phenomenal tee shot uh and then today ooh, Stewart probably yeah Stewart Creek. Whole time. <laughs> I, it's pretty damn close yeah uh whole whole two was the one of their par fives again uh, it wasn't as elevated as, as earlier in the day, but, uh, yeah, again, just another really nice long par five, great tee shot. It, it, like the mountains just frame everything so nice. Yeah. I could say every single hole today from Stewart Creek. It if was you, when phenomenal. You, when you factor in the scenery of the mountains with the pristine conditions, uh, it's yeah you, they all blend together i'm sure yeah yeah and like sure. good on you for just not saying like five par threes because i'm sure each of them has a par three with an elevated tee box on the yes. mountain with the mountain in the background yeah, and a creek in front of the green and white sand so good yeah. on you for going a little different direction yeah. than most people that, would. <laughs> that was one thing i didn't want to choose was a bunch of par threes because it's very cliche if you if you go that route so but you did end up picking uh four you went full other way and picked four par fives well i've 
played the par fives fairly decent this week. So yeah, okay. I, <laughs> all right, let's get to birdie team. count. Yeah, let's get to birdie uh, count. 35 prove it. <laughs> 16 this week, but I've played six rounds. So not phenomenal, but it happens. Um, that gets me to 156 on the year. <laughs> I'm at 25. Yeah. You have uh, more this week than I have all year. <laughs> 22 uh, drinks, so that puts me to 426 on the on the year so far. Catching Bronell. What did I say Bronell was at? 49? Uh, yeah, he's in the 40s. So I yeah. he beat me this week, which I was very happy about. He's increasing his lead on me, which is which is what I want. Yep, absolutely. I isn't, just need to be wasn't below he him. on holiday? Like, isn't he on holidays this week? Yeah, this upcoming week. So when he said I'm on holidays for the 34 oh, last think- week. I think he celebrated on Sat, like technically he's on holidays oh, okay. on Friday and Saturday, and then on Sunday and Monday. So then this week it should be at least this much. Yeah. So this doesn't even this doesn't even um, include tonight. Like he hasn't he hasn't let us know about tonight yet. No Monday. He's gonna have a big number this week. Like what's he yeah. gonna do? Sit there like when his kids go to 50. bed. I guess there's gonna be no fire, so he can't really. Yeah, he's gonna hit fifty though this week. I would hope so. His birthday falls in this week too. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. It's it's, it's gonna be, be a absolute disaster that day. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, new guy. We'll uh, we'll let you go. I know you got you got one more round in. Um, we're happy you could join us for a short period of time. I think Harv and I can handle it. Um, sure. We'll handle the recap in the news, and then obviously queue up the Wyndham interview. You'll be back at the end of the episode for picks, um, yeah. and then yeah. Uh, we look forward to getting you back here to to hear all about it in, at length, I'm sure. So. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Okay. All right, all bud. Right. We'll talk to you later. All right, Harv. Uh, it's just you and me, bud. Yeah. Who uh, needs those guys? Yeah. No Bronell. New guy's probably uh, soaking in the hot tub right now as we speak. He's done his part. Told us about his weeks, which, by the way, I'm incredibly jealous yeah, about. I mean... The but amount of golf that guy does. Like. It makes me, as a guy who has a golf podcast, extremely jealous that that guy gets to do what he's doing right now. Like, I don't even, like, that That trip would cost... I don't Thousands. Know. Yeah, like, golf alone, like, I'm pretty sure Banff's over 200 bucks to play. Yeah. Just because of the... And, like, you're probably 80 to 100 everywhere else. So they're playing six rounds... It isn't cheap. Yeah, you're like seven hundred bucks right there. Yeah, um, but good for him. Yeah, good for him. He uh, gets to have his fun. Uh, we'll probably get to play most of those courses hopefully next year as we go to the next next roadie. But uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, you watched Rocket Mortgage this week? I did watch uh, more than I usually do. Just, That's good. Just you, with you knew. The, yeah, you knew you were going to be on the spot this week with me. Yeah, just with like it being so hot that like my kids just couldn't handle a full day in in the heat. I I said that to my wife as well as I was pitting in uh, for pretty much the back nine and then obviously into the playoff. It's like she could she didn't have the excuse of can you come outside and play with us or can you <laughs> do something outside? It's like no, I have cabinets to build inside. I don't want to go outside because it's super hot. We're gonna watch golf. Yep. Exactly. That's ex- so. I yeah. I watch the afternoons and then in the evenings I kind of watch the recap of the first three days. So, yeah, and obviously it goes to another playoff that 
three-man playoff, you think someone's going to birdie the first hole, uh, so we're going to have not an eight-hole playoff like last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neiman makes his first bogey of the week, and then those two uh, head into Merritt and, and Davis head to the next one. It's like, okay, well, this isn't going to go this long, and then they get to the third playoff hole. Then the fourth playoff hole, it's like, oh, my God, Like, can <laughs> someone please make a birdie? Yeah. And then luckily we finally – uh, have have the victory, but again, it wasn't on a birdie; it was on a missed par putt. Yep, it, um, uh, which you hate to see. You hate. I, I really prefer these guys winning golf tournaments as compared to the other guy losing it. I don't yeah. know about you. No, yeah, and and there's a fine line with playoffs. Like I found, like this was four four holes, or was it? Did it get to five? Are you talking about the fine line between interesting and boring? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. where I was going. Because this one wasn't bad. I didn't have the same. I get this over with feeling like maybe it goes another two holes and I get there. I just yeah. don't know where that line is. Yeah, it was, I thought this was almost at that line for me. Like, it's like you need immediate end game. It's yeah. Like, like first hole with a birdie two. is the best, is the best finish. Yeah. One or two. Yeah. But like first hole win with a par, you're kind of like, eh, maybe wanting a little more, but yeah. first hole with a birdie, fine. Two or three holes, fine. After that, it starts getting like, okay, wrap it up. Yeah, I think I think it's because of not having the birdies that make it boring. Mm-hmm. I guess if guys are trading birdies, it would be a lot more exciting than guys missing birdie. Like Cam Davis could have won that thing four times. Yeah. Just kept missing birdie putts and just like, okay, this again. But it, this is a tournament unlike last week where they played – 18 and then 14 15 16 yep. on a loop where people were forced to run to the next playoff hole as compared to just playing the same hole over and over and over again yep. so it did uh it did have that aspect to it which i thought was was better um and let's uh, not make any like joaquin neiman should have won this tournament he definitely should have won it yes. like he just like spun his wheels on the weekend he was still like four under both days but he still had you a You can go low on this course, and he just didn't. Yeah, like guys won on 18. Like, Bubba got back into it Sunday. Yep. And all these other guys, like, just shot low Sunday and got right. Noren got back into it Sunday. Like, people yep. thought he was going to win. And then Davis e- holes out for Eagle. Well, yeah, and, and Neiman goes bogey-free for the entire tournament. Has a birdie putt on 18 that he just missed on the high side, but makes his first bogey of the tournament in the first playoff hole. Yeah. If he would have, I mean, ifs and buts, but if he would have made at least par there, I bet you he wins that tournament the second time they play it. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, all, it, that was kind of weird for him. Yeah, um, it's just, I agree. It just didn't, uh, kind of lacks the the excitement when it's just pars. But da- Davis is the fourth Australian to win on tour this year. Mm-hmm. With uh, Jones, Leishman, Smith, and now him. Yeah, for his first win, so that was big. I mean, this this trophy might be the best in like the novelty trophy category on the PGA Tour, like the fact that it slides out. Yes, and it's almost like a you put it back in as like a. I do think that it is one of the the more coveted uh, trophies to display. Yeah, I mean, Barrel probably still won for like novelty. Barrel's definitely won. Yeah, and I mean the rest of them are just lacking in that department they all should get revamped if they're not something like this yep i'll give you that but we yep. talk about that all the time a uh, couple other ones i got on here i mean big one was obviously 
Hideki Matsuyama having to withdraw because of COVID. Um, Which we'll get to later, yep. Yeah. picks. But uh, my big thing is, like, they're just not going to care in a couple weeks. We'll get to that in the news, but they said they're not testing anymore. Yeah. So, like, so what happens? You have COVID, you just don't get tested, you just play through it, or... It do, it doesn't make sense why they're even doing it now. If if that's the end, like similar to this whole COVID stuff is just you get down this whole yeah hypocritical road of some sort where you need to have proof that you've that you have the vaccine, but yet everything's open. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make any sense to me. It's like they made the rules and then they didn't update them. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah, it's just you're still stuck. The you're getting rules. burnt on them by stuff like this, but. Yeah, so I, I I don't know what the answer to that is, but it's it's weird. Yeah. Um I, but yeah, there's I mean there's a few other like other little storylines here and there throughout this week. It did at one point have what there was f- it looked like it might even be a five-man playoff. Mm-hmm. So all t- types of uh tightness at the top of the leaderboard yep. with some names in there. Um so it was it was an exciting Sunday, but at the same time it like they always do, they they build up, build up, and then someone seems to come ahead. Or there's just it seems like of late there's been a little bit of a letdown with the with the build up. Yeah, I mean that's fair to say. Um, yeah, the other big, other big. I mean, the probably the biggest storyline of the week is Bryson DeChambeau and yes. everything that Stole went on. With all him. the headlines, like he missed the cut. Him and his caddy parted ways like right before. I mean, some of the tweets that came out about that, like how. The one picture of how he's laying on, <laughs> laying on yeah. this guy's laying on his stomach. It's like who wouldn't want to do this for nine hours a day, and he's just dropping balls on a tee while he just well, beats him. And it's it's funny with the Bryson thing because, as he's been this eccentric uh, personality, it's like people are have always been like, yeah, I bet you that guy's super hard to work with, and Tim Tucker's always been like. That guy must have a very good patience to be out there for eight hours into the dark uh, after a round. And then as soon as this happened, it was like all of these caddies and stuff like that came to his his backing. And it was just like, yeah, like Bryson made a mistake. There's only a few guys that would be willing to do that. And Tim's one of them. Yeah. So he made a mistake by letting him go. And I think like watching him obviously missed the cut but watching him thursday friday in the featured group like i think that tim like talks him out of a lot of stuff (laughs) yeah because there was one shot on the par five he took a ridiculous line hit it right into the face of the bunker like not in the bunker but just like the big grass wall and he gets up there and pulls a three wood and he's literally standing like 45 degree angle (laughs) And like you got to think the caddy's like like a veteran caddy's like, what are you doing? Yeah, Just hit do nine that. iron like out to there and hit a wedge in or something. But he swings as hard as he can at this three wood, hits it about twenty five thousand feet in the air, <laughs> and like lands it like forty yards left of the green. Like then he had a chip over and. Well, I think I think the uh, the learning curve for the next guy is going to, it's either going to be immediate and they're going to gel right away or he's going to run through like four or five caddies in the span well, yeah, of a year. I think he's almost got to go like a friend, friend. Yep. like a random, like not even a veteran caddy, just like a friend and be like, 
I'm doing what I want. This is what I do. This is what you do. Whereas like a veteran caddy will just be like, no, I'm not doing that. I could find any other bag and yeah. not do this. I like can only he just had his, his Cobra rep on his bag this week. Yeah, I can I can only imagine the guys like some of the more experienced like can you imagine Butchie going on his bag? Oh my god. It lasts like six holes. <laughs> just that like, might be high. Yeah, just be like yeah, you know what? I'm I'm not dealing with this shit. <laughs> yeah. Like I should, no. should almost text him and ask him <laughs> how long he'd last on that bag. Over under off, four and a half. Off holes. the record, of course. But yeah, for sure. Um, and then he he was declining interviews all week. He's like the he's sponsored he's the defen- by Rockard Mortgage. <laughs> he's the, he's the, the defending, defending champion, champ. and he wasn't answering questions. And then, of course, Brooks never misses a chance on this. This whether is it's fantastic. staged or not, and he just puts out a. Like a thank you tweet about his caddy and how he wouldn't caddy be appreciation caddy day. appreciation day, like it was good, but I don't know. It still seems forced and staged a little bit. But hear me out. Do you think Bryson did it for Pip? Move the needle. It sure did last week. Yeah, I mean, that's the I mean, problem I with this. Yeah, like everything seems like it could be forced because he was leaning into obviously the Brooks thing by jumping in the background of his interview. Now he has caddy controversy again, moving the needle, right? The name Bryson is getting searched constantly right now. Misses the cut. Doesn't do interviews. This guy's, he's probably leading. It's, it's making me wonder like how deep does this go? Like, is it like, you can't trust anything now in the golf world. Is it like, WWE, where the storylines are written, and yes, <laughs> the the wrestling is like real. They're actually doing the wrestling. They're actually playing the golf. But <laughs> Bryson's this guy. Brooks is his yes. villain, and yes, and like they all have like intermingled. We got all kinds of heels and faces and everything, and it's all just run by someone up top. Like this is your role like this the year. T- the run by the timekeepers. <laughs> oh, a little Loki, Loki reference, yeah. <laughs> No, episode four, Loki. Wow, yeah, didn't I see that coming. It. Yeah, that was something hmm. else. So, yep. anyway, uh, what other storylines you got from Rocket Mortgage? I mean, Phil, first first time playing here, I think, and probably his last. Was, yeah, was not happy that uh, that beat writer exposed the old gambling story. Yeah, and then he got into it on Twitter. So lots of people giving him a hard time about calling this guy out for this story saying it probably like because Phil's like he just didn't like the way that the guy held on to it for years mm-hmm. and then people were saying if you didn't bring it up it probably doesn't even get noticed it's the fact that you brought it up in the first place that now makes it get noticed but again did he bring it up so that his name gets searched yeah probably I don't know like it's I I honestly have no idea if people are are acting out of genuine intent or not yeah, I don't know. Anyway, he was T seventy four. Yeah, <laughs> made the cut though. <laughs> made the cut. Uh, Never coming back. Yeah, Cup. could say he played Detroit Golf Club now. Yeah, cross it off his list. <laughs> yeah, uh, Cam Champ, who might be trying to win Pip by being the worst golfer. I've. I think I said it four <laughs> weeks ago that he is terrible, and he hasn't gotten any better. But he uh, on that l- super long par four, he went driver three wood. The three wood had to go three hundred fifteen yards. <laughs> He hit it on the green while there were still guys putting. And I don't know which caddy it was. I think 
but he just went up to the front of the green and gave it the, like the the arms up the arms up like you do the public course when you hit into someone but like i don't know was that them being mad was that just like a hey what like yeah we got all the time in the world why are you hitting it here and the announcer's like well he never thought he'd get there but he probably had a hunch he was he wasn't playing to yeah, like, chip off the fringe I'll never I'll never understand guys on the PGA tour. Like when you get into uh like you and I, let's say, chances are when we wait for a green to clear on a second shot on a par five or a drivable par four, we're not even hitting the green, so there's should be actually no reason why we should be waiting. Mm-hmm. Like more often than not. Because the chance that you actually do that, you're more happy about actually executing the shot than you are worried that the guy's upset because you hit up on him. But in the PGA Tour, they should be waiting for this all day. Like, there's no way that he should ever even contemplate hitting that shot. Well, unless it's like a, clear. a slow play thing. But when does that clock start? Like, on the par- long par five, you're 300 yards out. If you wait, is that your time? Or is that not started because you had to wait for the group in front of you? I think it's uh, when you're able to shoot. So I would think in, if you're going for it on par five, your clock wouldn't start until they get off the green. Yeah, that's what I would think. And maybe he's just trying to like gain back time then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You should. You should have a time clock. You should have a play clock. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone should. Imagine if you had a play clock. That's Imagine being on the 18th hole with a play clock and having to play to win the tournament. And like way faster, minutes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like it's natural progression, is what yeah. it should be. I mean, you need Absolutely. way more volunteers to hit the clock, and like, do you trust them? And I really feel like we're coming up with some big brain ideas here, just the two of us. I know it's almost like we're more efficient and productive without those other two guys. Yeah, just clogging up our thought process. Yeah, just shooting, that, shooting yeah. us, shooting us down with their goddamn negativity. <laughs> exactly. Well, we know Bronell is going to be negative. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till he hears this and just says that's stupid. Yeah, this is the dumbest idea. You did you actually say you wanted to put a play clock or a time clock on PGA players? Yeah, we did. Okay, Bronell. And then you could take like a timeout if you needed to. Yes, on 18th, so you got to save your timeouts. Yeah, exactly. It's changing when the you game might altogether. need them. Yep. Because there was another. Uh, I think it was in this tournament or last week where they said you're the last group on the course, so there's no one pushing you, so they just played slower than normal. Because you're not going to get put on the clock. Turns out if you had a play clock, you wouldn't. Would never yeah, happen. Why is that allowed when everyone in front, then they're not playing the same rules? Yeah. It needs to be fixed. Um, little lighthearted one here. Uh, Jason Day and Joel Damon were paired to get together on Sunday. Um, Damon hit like an amazing bunker shot. And Day was like, hey, nice shot. And Damon was replied was, yeah, I watched your YouTube, your tailor-made YouTube tutorial <laughs> on how to hit bunker shots. And Jason did kind of laugh, and he's like, oh, you think I'm joking. But I actually did. <laughs> <laughs> or that's what uh, Gino said in the tweet, but yeah. Yeah. And they finished, Dave actually finished T12 again, so another pretty solid week uh, for that guy. So listener, listener of the pod, his name's Bob. Um, he's, he's actually reached out to me to help him with uh, some of his golf picks. Which I prefaced when he first asked, like, if he's listening to the pod, <laughs> he should know that I'm not the best guy for picks. But um, he had Jason Day in his lineup, and I said, you know what, I wouldn't trust that back. Don't <laughs> don't take him. Now the only positive is that I told him to take Cockrack instead. So both T12, both T12. Yeah. So it was a net zero, but early Sunday it looked like a a net win. So in the end, it was the same, but. 
I, I honestly did not trust Jason Day's back to hold up for another week. Not after watching last week. So, I mean, all this really means is stay the hell away from Jason Day at the British Open. Yes. There's no <laughs> way. Getting on a plane and traveling. In the cold? Yeah. No. He might uh-huh. not even play that event. Uh, he, he'd be better off staying here, yes. Yeah. And Damon, friend of the pod, was T20, T21. Yep. Um, and then just the last thing, another big storyline, Willie Mack the third, Willie Three Sticks. Yes. Um, qualified through kind of that african-american tournament to get yes. more african-american involved on the pga tour um he finished t71 uh but he got a sponsor exemption to the john deere because of it so he's playing okay. again this week um one thing that came out about him is that he wears a sleeve mm-hmm. because uh his favorite basketball player is alan iverson that's why he wears a sleeve. that's why he wears a sleeve <laughs> so which is cool but being a pistons fan him being a detroit native like, why isn't he wearing a face shield like Rip Hamilton? <laughs> rip, like Rip. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're going to be good. from Detroit, like, yes. and you want to have There's an old to basketball, like, yeah. get that face shield yeah, on. You can't, like, Philly? He's going to be his sixer? I guess. With Yeah, like, if anything, I'd be upset about that. Yeah. But, yes, he should have a face guard like Rip. Yeah, that's first thing that came to my mind. Why is he doing that? And, like, his caddy was just just loving the experience like he was just like they were high five like they were having fun i mean hopefully you can turn into some more success but yeah that was a a big uh storyline too nice that's nice. all that's all i had for the good. oh no canadians let's do those guys real quick yes um couple uh good finishes mac hughes 14th or t14 that was like a backdoor yeah uh, it was t14 because uh, mac wasn't even on the radar really all week no uh roger sloan t21 some people are saying I jinxed them. You did. Well, I don't know if I did. We have an unwritten rule that if Raj is in contention, we don't say anything. And I just then you said, wh- when you see it, keep your goddamn <laughs> lips closed. <laughs> and then everyone's like, see what, see what, see what. Well, and I knew them. it right away. <laughs> that's I was like, on he's, those talking about, two. he's talking about Roger. He's talking about Roger. And then sure enough, those two other guys <laughs> just had to get their little oh, noses in there. Le- leave well enough alone. So if there is one guy. You like, I can't stand when you say something and that guy's just like, "What? What? What? Tell me what? What? <laughs> I need to know right now." And then he'll search to... it back, and then if it's something that contradicts, he'll like scour the the record books to. to are you sure that's what you mean? Because here you said this. Yeah. So great example tying this back to the whole uh, uh, story that I told about this this girl at Diefenbaker. First thing I said was. My brother just saved a life. He immediately goes to, did he do chest compressions? <laughs> well, he didn't save a life. He was just there. This guy, that's all he, he's just got to do it. He's just got to, it's a must. Every group needs one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gliggs, 41st. Nick Taylor, 52nd. Hurden Hadwin missed the cut. Um, PJ Tour didn't have the FedEx Cup standings updated for this one. Which what? I thought was, yeah, it was weird. Huh. All of the all of them were just same as what they started at, hmm. and I, I like I don't know where that puts Roger. Maybe that guy was off. Oh, you know why? Everyone was probably off for Independence Day. That's exactly what it they is. They didn't have anyone working the internet today. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how like places just shut down for weeks for this holiday. For a week. So I was at I was at my office today, and I work with quite a few young people. They didn't know about the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Championship. Like I just thought, I thought that's actually one of the biggest events in the United States all year. Everyone knows about that. Mm-hmm. How do you not know who Joey Chestnut is? 
They didn't know who he was? No. Didn't have a clue. How about that guy drinking the lemonade? Yeah. Four gallons of lemonade? <laughs> or four one gallon? Liters. Four liters? Yeah, like a, just a jug of milk worth of lemonade. And my out of like thought, a pickle jar too, not like th- a, like out of a milk jug, you could probably do it quicker. Now, my first thought on that was that there is no way that that guy's the fastest in the world. There are so many big like get that big mouth guy off of the man show on there. Oh, the ones that just chug beer in like yes. a second. Yes. Yeah. But I think it's because it's a finite amount. Where if they did try to do that with a four uh, four liter one gallon jug, they just wouldn't be able to hold it. And I think it's the. Uh, you get docked for spilling. So mm-hmm. I think because of the big thing on it, you can't just dump it down. Yeah. Like you got to have a little more technique. I don't know, but I feel 37 seconds was impressive, but I feel like others could do better. Yeah. And that's have an answer to the Is that the first contest. time they've done that? I think so, which is why I think yeah. this is the this is the bottom of the barrel, people. The it's going to be like UFC when it first started. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just idiots and they're just wailing on each other. Now it's like a whole technical strategy yeah the guys were in geese can you imagine a guy showing up in a gi to ufc right now yeah oh yeah it'd be something uh let's go aces birthday shots of the week uh aces scott brown and troy Merritt had aces this week uh troy Merritt's was his first ever in competition uh so that was yeah almost won the tournament yep and uh no birthdays that i found uh shot of the week for me i mean could do cam davis's hole out for eagle yep but I'm not. I'm doing uh, Ricky Fowler. Uh, hit that worm burner <laughs> where he just straight up sculled like a three wood. That is ran the week. all the way and like curved around the water hazard, then curved back and yes. right onto the green. Um, also, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I've never been a fan of guys that wear the arms of their sunglasses over their hat. Like it's got to go underneath your hat, not oh, like oh, while they're wearing them. Yes, where yeah. you can see it on top of their hat, and Ricky does that. I don't Uh-oh. like Ricky with sunglasses. Uh oh. I don't like the way he wears the sunglasses. I don't like him with sunglasses. Yeah. Uh. So, um, in honor of Bronell not being here, I will give dude wipes to Jason Kokrak. Okay. I don't I mean. I mean, it's not that. Is I mean, he only he only bogeyed seventeen. <laughs> like it's only one hole, but. <laughs> I feel like I've kind of harped on him a little bit. Uh, so, Or I could lean into it with uh, Cecil and say Will Z. Yeah, because he was up. He was up. Or, I mean, Matt Wolf was up there after Thursday and then went yep. missed the cut. But Yeah, so a few different options there. But let's get let's get into quick hits. And then, uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, Wyndham Clark. Yep, for sure. Uh, quick hits. We'll go quick. Uh, first one, Xander Shoffley got married. I didn't even know he had a girlfriend. Nor did I. Yeah, like I went back through his Instagram. Very private guy. Through his Instagram and yeah. Private it, beta. It, it was <laughs> dad his dad monitors yeah, the account. Yeah. Like it's a real Britney Spears situation <laughs> here. <laughs> yes. Uh, so congrats, X, yeah, on your nuptials. They had their dogs all dressed up in the in the picture. So yeah. that was can't respect that at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Those Nope, not one bit. Uh next, uh there was a, a player on the Symmetra Tour uh, who got a two-stroke penalty because their caddy, who had to go to the bathroom, used the cart to get there. So it must have been what? like an emergency situation, and they took like the hospitality cart and and, uh, and got a two-stroke penalty for your caddy doing something. Yeah, I assume it's. Are you allowed to just say I, I'll carry my own bag? No, I think they got it because of the cart, like not because they like left. Like I think it was like. 
this yeah. cat to use the cart. Right. So but what I'm saying is, would it would they have allowed the player to continue playing using carrying their own bag if the caddy had to walk to the bathroom? Because I'm thinking the caddy took the cart so they get there and back as yeah, fast as possible. Yeah, they didn't want a slow play penalty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It's weird. The Even the article that this came out was like, bizarre rule cost player two strokes. Yeah. The so. bizarrest of rules. Yeah. Uh, next. Next. Um, I guess uh, posting pictures again of hole 13 at Augusta saying that they might be lengthening it. Next. Like, who like, cares? Like, yeah, who cares? Why do they want it happens. it? Until like, w- it happens. Why do they want it to happen? Like, who cares if it's a short par five? But who cares if they change it? Yeah, that like if, too. If they're going through renovations, it'll change and we will see it next April. But, like, it, I'm pretty sure, like, new guy posted this one and I asked him, like, that's just the same picture as last year, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's like, no, it's a new one. I'm, I still don't believe that 100%, <laughs> yeah. but... It's the same picture we saw before the November Masters. But I like I don't get why everyone's like that's they need to change this stuff. Like no they don't. Like who cares that DJ got to 20 or whatever. Or, yeah. Like this year wasn't that high. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Nope. Next. Um this we brought up a little with with uh in picks uh, Matsuyama. Uh but they're not testing for COVID anymore at the end of the month at PGA Tour events. Don't care anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't care. John Rom, sorry about the memorial. Um, we're just not testing anymore. Yeah. Like a month, little month or two late on this one, I just guess. Just water under the bridge. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> you can have COVID and play in a golf tournament, I guess, if you're asymptomatic. Yeah. Um, big one, Sung JM and Siwoo Kim both withdrew from the British Open to focus on the Olympics. Hmm. Bronell thinks it's stupid. He did. He did, th- this is actually one of the one parts where I wish that he was here to talk about it. Yeah, I, I mean. Because his, his logic is th- what better competition, what better way to get ready for competition than to play in a major championship? Yeah, but that's stupid. I don't. Uh, then he came up with even a, the reason why they're doing this is to go play the course and get used to it. and Absolutely. And, have, and have an advantage yep. in the Olympics. He said that you have you should have a finite amount of rounds that you could play at a new course uh so that you can't get that advantage. But the thing is then you can't do that because what about everyone who has played the course in the past? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like or is or maybe he's trying to say that it has to be that week. Yeah, maybe. Either way, if they want to if they want to skip a major to go practice for the olympics so that they don't have to go to war yeah i mean they're probably not gonna go to war but still they you know put their I career mean. on hold to join the army for their mandatory service in which case maybe there's war involved maybe they just become the dentist yeah who knows right but and he's he brought up that if you win a major you get exempt from that service but that's I one spot yeah versus you only got to finish top three in the olympics they could medal. both medal they could both medal i mean my thing with these guys is I would be bribing the whole yes. the whole field. <laughs> like I'll give you a hundred grand to let me get third place. Yeah. And just go down the list to and, everyone. Well, you only have to buy pay off like half the field too. Yeah, exactly. Like you really only have to pay off like John Rom, the Americans <laughs> <laughs> and you're probably meddling. And the Aussies. And the Aussies. Yeah. Seven 
Seven guys. Might cost you a million bucks. Maybe. Ten take guys. Out, take out a loan. Ten. Yes. <laughs> Just pay them off. I'll pay you with future PGA Tour winnings. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be doing. I'd be doing that all day. Now I'm I'm so confident in their focus that I might take both of them in picks later in this episode. Yeah. But because uh, I think too, like because when Siwoo Kim won a few years ago when we first started the pod, it allowed him to delay mm-hmm. his uh, yes. service. So maybe if they keep winning, Just kicking that prob- can down the road, and then they're unfit for service. Yeah, that that has to be a thing because like Sung J M won this yes. past year so his yeah. is probably delayed anyways so yes then if you just get the olympic medal and it's delayed forever so forever i mean i i get it uh yeah okay. anyways next um there's a course that posted on their carts that they banned hard alcohol and you're only allowed a six drink mi- six drink maximum per person while you're playing golf never play there well i play there once like but it- like imagine what, being a member there. What has happened on that course for them to impose that rule? Like I, someone had to burn down the clubhouse, I bet. Carts, cart racing, cart crashing. Maybe it, they're just trying to clean it up. It would have to be crazy. Something happened for yeah, sure. I almost want to know what, what did happen. I mean, there's, I'm gonna a, look research, up. there's a research uh, topic for next week. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to look okay. that one up. Uh, mm, shouldn't have ended with this one before we get around the world, but uh, in Georgia, a teaching pro was shot and killed when uh, a man drove a truck, like, just through the gate and onto the course and was just ripping it up, and when he went to escort him off the course... Shot him dead. I just shot him. Shot two other people, too. Yeah, they actually don't know who the, the guy is yet. He's still at large. Jeez. They've tracked down the owner of the truck, but it wasn't him. Stolen. Yeah, so... Whoa. Yeah. That's, that's a, a news article. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, uh, uh, we'll hell go of a lead into around the world. Yeah, a little somber note. Uh, around the world, start the Euro Tour, the Irish Open, won by Lucas Ebert. Ebert. Um, I mean, Crystal trophies just don't do it for me. Nope. And like, just stop it. With but those. a feather in his cap uh, for old Lucas' uh, wonky years there. Yep. Uh, good for him. Yep. And uh, Cockrell uh, T28. So off yes. the cut. Schneid there yes that he was on Got since a little, we uh, had him D- on the pod <laughs> a little DTG bump <laughs> after getting the anti-bump yeah he hadn't made a cut since he'd been on our pod till this week but hey he, but he made, made it one now, now. So he's made one now everyone it's like knows. it never happened everyone knows there's a month leg um Corn Ferry no tournament champions tour uh the Dick Sporting Good Open won by Cam Beckman um yeah, displayable trophy. I just wrote displayable trophy, sort of. It was like a little. I didn't see it. Glass, not glass, metal orb on a wood base. I don't know. wasn't the worst. Mm. Um, couple big things. Bernard uh, Longer's putter thing. Yep, that's on there. He he uh, played with a borrowed putter because he broke his on a Bruno on a rope or bent it or something. I didn't understand that. I don't know how like it I've happens. Se- <laughs> You would have to think that those putters are more indestructible than Bronell's, and that guy's hit it on many ropes and, and all kinds of objects. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how it worked, though. Yeah. But he, okay. he had, had to play with board putter, and, and uh, I think he was T7. Um, and, like, the leaderboard, Nothing makes like, sense with this that Cam Beckman, who's won three times on the PGA Tour, like, all, like, not off events, but 
lesser known events like fries.com yes sir yep and uh but he like Els was up there goosen was up there uh i don't know what the what i wrote down there jimenez was up there longer was up there like all he beat some the, players he beat some good uh good yep. players to do this um what else uh richard mast monday qualified dick mast dick mast whatever you want to call him uh seven it's years old dick mast. seven years old shot 65 <laughs> Remember when Bronell thought it was harder to shoot 80 at 80? <laughs> no, that guy, like... <laughs> We're just exposing yeah, all, of his, all of his idiotic takes. All of his dumb takes, yeah. Like, he's going to listen to this back. 70 is outrageous. Outrageous. Can you, like, I can't even fathom doing that, yeah. let alone on a professional tour event. Yeah, and like 70 at 70. I like, can't even break 80 from the whites at my home course. <laughs> Oh, off day. Uh, the only other last thing about this, this Jean-Francois Remessy, Remessy got DQ'd in this event, so I did some digging as to why he got DQ'd because I just figured it was the standard yep. sign a scorecard. No, just walked up his ball, pulled out his rangefinder, <laughs> shot the distance. Not allowed on the champions, I guess. So no, he was think he was watching a PGA Tour event yeah. and heard about it and thought it was a widespread rule. Yep. Could happen to anyone. <laughs> I guess so. But he got DQ'd. And lastly, but not least, uh, the LPGA Volunteers of America, won by Jin Young Ko. I guess she got ticked off after losing number one in the world, so just went out and said, I'll take guess that so back. I'll take it back, yep. <laughs> yeah. And then she, she came out and said that she didn't realize how much pressure there was to be number one until she wasn't, until number, she one wasn't number one anymore. And then wow. she was just kind of like, she felt like free or so, like freer, I guess, on the course, and just which won. is funny that yeah. Oh, it just took me to lose number one, so now she's just gonna stink again. I don't know, or maybe she's just gonna beat the wheels yeah, off everyone. Yeah, beat the living wheels off them. Um, nice, yeah, good trophy. Another wood based the state of Texas outline on it. Um, yeah, Elena and Jacqueline Lee missed the cut. Hmm. That's it. That's that's all the news. That's it. We did it. You and I, two-man show. Yeah, some would say we came up with some great ideas. We did. It uh, It was very good. Uh, so now we go from one two-man show to the other two-man show. Wyndham Clark joined Bronell and I this past week. Uh, he's in the midst of a, a bit of a, a few weeks off. He'd played quite a few tournaments in a row. So we caught up with Wyndham. I uh, hope everyone enjoys that interview. We'll be back afterwards for picks um, and to, to preview very briefly the John Deere Classic. Hope you enjoy this interview. Maddie B and Bronell here. Today on the show, we have third-year PGA veteran, uh, 63rd in the FedEx Cup rankings, 152nd in the world from Denver, Colorado, Wyndham Clark. Thanks for joining the boys. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. So we caught you in a rare off week this week. You're coming off a stretch of, what, 10, 10 starts in 11 weeks, including eight in a row at one point? Yeah, was, uh, I don't advise that ever. Uh, <laughs> I got into the PGA and the U.S. Open, and those were, you know, obviously you planned to play those, but I wasn't 100% in them. And so I was like, well, if I don't get in, it's a week off. And so it kind of would have split everything up perfectly. It would have been um, four events in a row, a week off, two events in a row, two weeks off, two events. And then next thing you know, I got into both the PGA and the U.S. Open. And, I only had one week off between <laughs> out of eleven weeks, so 
it was uh, that'll never happen again. That was a little too much golf, and so I'm I'm definitely happy to be home. And I got I got three weeks off, so this is like a little mini off season for me. Yeah, like what, I guess what are you doing right now with your time? Like, is is that three week horizon of time off? Is it is it a little bit daunting almost? That what am I going to do with myself for three weeks, or is it more take a little bit of downtime right now and then get back to you know maybe some practice? Or are you going to take a while to pick up a club again? Yeah, so I um, yeah I will not touch a club for probably yeah probably I'll probably go about ten days without touching a club and then um, I'll probably I'm, I'm going to Tahoe next week so I'll be playing some fun golf with some friends which I don't really call you know golf that's just a little little drinking and, and playing some playing some golf so right not really practice. Um, but yeah, it'll be more of a reset mentally, get to see friends, hang out, do things that I don't normally get to do just cause, um, you know, I'm on the road and I can't, can't do these things. And so, um, going to go home, celebrate the fourth with family. And then, um, yeah, like I said, go to Tahoe, have some fun with friends. I was going to go fishing some. And then when I get back, I'll have about a week of preparation and then I'll head to Minnesota for the next event. Right on. Nice. Yeah. Like it's. You don't. It's one of the things you take for granted. If you don't get, if you don't get those weeks off and and coming off this long stretch, stretch, it's like I'm. Do you get tired of the game, or is it just more? It's it's a job, and you're just going to work every week. Uh, you know, maybe like the rest of the common folk. Yeah. Well, that's that's a tough. Um, that's a tough balance of what you do. Is I mean, I love golf, and I have a lot of fun doing it. But when it starts not being fun and right. starts feeling really like a job. Um, that's usually when I know, okay, I need to, I need some time away. Um, because, you know, I, I essentially playing something I love. So it doesn't really feel like a job. Right. Um, but when it does, that, that's when I know I need a break. And it, it started about three weeks ago. I was like, man, I really, this is starting to feel like a grind and, I was kind of not wanting to go to the course, but I obviously was, and I was getting frustrated on, you know, little things that normally you don't get frustrated at, but just when you're on the road for so long, they all run together, so you miss one putt, and you think, man, I'm not putting well, it's on the first hole of the tournament, you know, so, right. um, you just, everything just runs together, so, it was, uh, it was definitely getting to where I was not enjoying golf, and so this, this uh, three-week break will be a great reset, and come back, and I'll be happy to play. Yeah, Awesome. Well, we, we kind of mentioned too. It's it's now your your third year on the tour. So, does it are you finding yourself getting more and more comfortable each year you're on tour, or does it become more of a uh, start to feel like a little bit of a grind and and a job in that you know working to retain your card, those types of things, or do you just find that the more you get into it, the further along in your career, the more comfortable you've become with the process and what it takes to to stay on tour. Yeah, no, I, I think I've gotten just more and more comfortable. Um, I've had, I feel like at least, I mean, last year, COVID year was kind of a weird year for everybody, so I kind of take that out. Um, I was playing really good golf leading into COVID, and then COVID happened, and I came back and wasn't playing good golf. But um, this year, I've had a great year, and I just had, I had more consistent tournaments, and I was in contention a lot more. And so I just feel like the more I, you know, each year personally for me, I'll just get more and more comfortable. And I think I'll start to um, contend in more tournaments, win tournaments, and 
you know, hopefully be one of the names that's up there all the time and people talk about. So I, it's just a matter of time till that happens. And I think the more I play, the more years I have under my belt, the more comfortable I'll feel. Yeah, what did you uh, what did you take away from the U.S. Open? I know you didn't get the results you necessarily wanted, but uh, it's always good to get into the field for sure. Um, what was your thoughts on kind of the course and your experience there? Yeah, um, I mean, obviously it was really exciting to be in the Open for you know my first time after so many years of trying to make it. Right, and it's a course that I normally play good play really good at it's just unfortunate the timing and how my schedule worked because that was basically you know my ninth tournament out of 10 weeks and and you know it just there was a lot of things that kind of went on that week were just not ideal for a major week i was traveling monday um to get to the open because i mean we play tory every year so i know it really well i've had some success there i feel comfortable on that golf course mm-hmm. so like it's like any other week i don't need to get there super early and over prepare um and so i flew in monday and i get there monday night take out my clubs and my driver shaft was broken oh, no. traveling and Jeez. you know that's like the last thing you want to happen during the major week um you know and you know obviously good thing i'm there with with PXG and I can work on it, but you know, that's a driver that I've had a shaft I've had pretty much the whole year and you have tons of confidence in it. And I've had a lot of good tournaments and I feel I was really driving the ball great. And, you know, in the last eight weeks I've been hitting it awesome off the tee. And so, um, you know, so all that confidence, it kind of just, it adds a stressor to the week. And then when I teed it up come Thursday, it just wasn't quite spinning correctly, and I just didn't feel 100% comfortable with it. And, I, and it kind of showed. I missed a lot of fairways, and the ball wasn't spinning as much as I would like. And so, you know, it's kind of unfortunate. So, you know, there's just a lot of things that went into it. And then I was also tired, and I didn't make cuts. And but it was a great experience. Um, you know, I, I think I can really contend in U.S. Opens and majors. It's I think tailor made for me. I hit it far. I have a great short game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm traditionally a great putter, and so you know I think that fits my game, especially for majors. And so I think the more times I get into them, the more I'll, like I said, be comfortable. And um, I wouldn't be surprised to see myself at the top of the leaderboard in the next few majors I play. Yeah, and and that's kind of one of the things too. With when you talk about schedule and needing downtime, uh, we're taping this uh, the week of. The week of Detroit here, and it's another one of Rocket Mortgage where if you hit the ball well and have that good short game, you can succeed. But it's like, I just need some time off. I, I want to play this tournament, but, uh, you know, I just got to – I have to commit to the time off too, right? Yeah, so this I, – I, I played well at this. I like this course, uh, Detroit. <laughs> and I was really looking forward to it. But, yeah, I just was mentally shot. Um, last week at Travelers, another course that I really enjoy – um, you know, I just, I didn't have it. I was just so tired. My game was there. It just mentally, you know, I was just making little mistakes or I was letting things affect me more. And, you know, I was talking to my caddy, John, or just like, man, I, I need some time off. And we're contemplating, well, should I just fly home from Connecticut to Arizona for four days and then fly to Rocket Mortgage? Or I said, man, that just doesn't seem like that's going to do anything. Right. Um, so we just decided, you know, let's just shut it down. It's a great, we're 
we're not exactly where we want to be on the FedEx, but we're in no jeopardy of any sort of issue being at 63rd. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, take three weeks off and then, you know, I well, hopefully I'm really refreshed for the last two or three events of the regular season and then kill it in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. if you were, say, like 100th in the FedEx or maybe 120th right now, would you, would that have altered your decision this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. I probably would have. Yeah, it would. I mean, that that's the tough thing with right. our with our sport is, I mean, you kind of, when you're in that position, you almost can't afford to take weeks off. No. Um, you, you, you know, I mean, I guess if you had a crystal ball and you knew, okay, if I took two weeks off, I would be refreshed and play great, then you would do it, but that's yeah. not always the case. So, um, yeah, I'd probably have to play. I would have probably taken uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, maybe a little bit of Tuesday off, and then I would have practice late Tuesday and then probably Wednesday but right. but yeah being where I am now it was uh was kind of a no-brainer for me yeah for sure and that's kind of it kind of is a little bit of of your career arc too um you know quick rise to the tour you only played one year uh on the corn ferry right so do you find that uh there's been a little bit of a recent thing with the with the guys finishing up their their college days right now and and getting these uh exemptions into uh corn ferry starts and and you know potentially you know bumping guys who uh are looking to keep their card and needing the starts do you find uh where do you where do you kind of stand on that issue of uh you know guys who might not have necessarily the the status getting those exemptions and potentially taking spots from those guys that uh, you know need every start they can get to to hope to either get or retain their card. Yeah, um, it's kind of it's a tough. It's a yeah. I mean, it's kind of a hot take. The <laughs> you know, there's a lot of conversation between current players and up and coming players, and then guys in different categories on tour of what is the best. Um, strategy because there's a lot of things that it are going to change that can't quite say now, but that are going to change with the PGA Tour right. as far as uh, scheduling, uh, amount of cards, players, sponsor, you know, invites, all that stuff. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it is tough. Like, obviously, coming out my first year, you know, I was definitely in that category where guys were coming off medicals and they hadn't played in whatever years and they're taking a spot for me or, right. um, you know, or whatever it was and you're trying to get into tournament. So, you know, I get that side of it. And then there's also the other side that, um, you know, you have to play well in the ones you get. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a tough, it's, um, it's a tough question. Too. I, Sorry. I, <laughs> yeah, I know it is. I, I, I do. The one unfortunate thing I think with how our, uh, Know, tour is, is is when you come out on tour as a rookie and you're coming from the web it is really hard because you don't get many starts and i think it's something that people don't talk about enough is how hard it is to keep your card your first year on tour mm-hmm. yeah um, because you really are playing um you know a fewer amount of tournaments than anyone else and you're also playing you know four probably you know three to four um what do you call it? Secondary events um, that don't have full points. And that's counting towards your 18 to 20, some events. And so essentially guys are keeping, you keep your card in playing only roughly 20 events and three or four of them have fewer points. That's, that's pretty tough to do. It's Um, impressive. Yeah. You know, you look at guys, 
you look at guys that are top 50 in the world, they actually have it pretty easy. They play, let's see, one, I think they play six events with no cuts, so that's guaranteed points. Yeah. And then you're guaranteed into the majors and the invitationals, which are smaller fields, tougher events, which mean, and, and have more points. So you basically have 10, 10 11 events if you're top 15 in the world, where you're pretty much going to get points or have an opportunity to make more points than anyone else in, um, you know, on the PGA Tour. So it's uh, it's something that people don't talk about, but it's one thing that I was very proud of. My first job tour was making it to uh, BMW and keeping my card. And, um, you know, I think that's something that people should talk about more because it is very difficult. Yeah, absolutely, and that's the thing. Like you had mentioned, now you get to make those decisions. Sixty third right now, a little bit easier to take those breaks, and and like you say, if you're those guys playing those twenty events, you you pretty much have to be at sixty seventy percent cut rate just to be able to get enough points in the events you're playing to keep your card, which is awfully yeah. difficult to do. So, um, one one other thing we wanted to talk about a little bit. Uh, is uh, there's there's been a recent trend on the PGA Tour that we've noticed anyway, and, and maybe you can uh, turf this right on the spot, but we've noticed that some guys who are about to maybe miss a cut or, or aren't playing very well just will, won't sign their scorecard and get DQ'd rather than miss the cut. Is there any strategy to that, or what what's going on with that? We've noticed it's happened a few times. Can you see any reason to that? Like, Have you ever been in a situation where you forgot to sign your scorecard? Yeah, um, well, I I did, yes, but it was on accident. Um, it was my first player's championship, um, so you know this was an, ac- an accident. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was my first player's championship. Essentially, actually, it was my first major. It was my first young tour, so none of the majors had come around yet. And I was playing fine and then played my last five holes, four over. Came in, quick signed my scorecard, um, so I did sign it. Um, I just, the holes, I remember it was like holes five and six were flip-flop. The overall score was the same. It's just one hole had a par, one hole had a bogey, and it was the, you know, vice versa of it. And so um, I got disqualified, which was, I mean, obviously just mortifying that that happened. Yeah, piss um, off, yeah. But this recent trend, this recent trend is pretty, um, I know why they're doing it, and it, it's honestly pretty shitty in my in my humble opinion so it is a thing so if you just if you don't essentially if you get disqualified it almost it doesn't count against your divisor so it helps your world ranking or it doesn't hurt your world ranking and i think the tour has got to figure out a way like a fine or you know or with the world rankings if you start the tournament unless you actually get injured or something which you know it shouldn't count against you or even if you do play injured maybe or if you do get injured it should count because that's basically what you yeah it's are seeing right now is guys are just not signing it or um yeah doing withdrawing or whatever so that it doesn't hurt their world ranking and that's just kind of i mean that's kind of cheating the system and i just don't think it's the right thing to do um because believe me i I would have loved last week in Hartford. I knew <laughs> yeah. I was going to miss the cut with my last nine holes to go. I would have loved to just yeah. not walk off the golf course and disqualify myself or do something, but that's just not the right thing to do. So yeah. 
know, yeah. maybe I'm old school in that, but well, I just uh, well, it's gotta figure that out. You know, you know something's happening because because we noticed it, and then we just couldn't figure out. We knew there's something to it, but we couldn't figure it out. So we appreciate your honesty and and clearing the air for us so that we don't have to guess anymore because there, <laughs> there had to be something going yeah. on there so yeah that, that, that's what it is they're just trying to the way the world ranking works i don't know if you guys know but the amount of tournaments you make versus your finishes versus yes. the strength of field and all that stuff and so um you know obviously the the fewer tournaments you play or the fewer ones that you have bad finishes at the more it helps you so a disqualification does not hurt you and so it keeps your world ranking the same if not, sometimes could help you because you have a smaller divisor. So yeah, and we were curious if it was world rankings or if it was uh, maybe starts on the tour or something like that. Starts for the year. Well, so. that I don't know if it was a medical guy. That that actually I that makes a little more sense. That would be one thing that I maybe understand if you're coming off a of medical. Um, if you are disqualified, then it doesn't count as a start. Then that kind of makes sense because I get it. I mean, you come back from a medical, you basically are like hey, you got 10 starts to try to keep your card and make this amount of points, and you're not playing well, if that doesn't count as a start, then then that I get. Um, but the world ranking thing, I just don't think is right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we asked the right guy. We asked the business degree guy. So <laughs> I'm glad right. we got to the bottom of it. Yeah, it's, it's funny. <laughs> we, we noticed that you took, you took business in school, which was awfully uh, – impressive as compared to many of the uh, communications or marketing or psychology degrees uh, that many of college athletes decide to get so um what are what are your plans after uh golf with uh with the business degree is that something that you're you're interested still in or uh uh what's kind of the fallback plan yeah well i am only 27 and um you know I kind of lots of time. Obviously, I like to I like to plan for the future and everything, but <laughs> I'm hoping I have a a 20 plus long career, um, 20 plus year career out here on the tour, and then maybe some senior tour golf. So yeah, that's obviously absolutely. a long way from now. But but I use my business degree now, like as far as um, business investments. Um, you know, I some real estate and just honestly knowing. Just having a general idea, I think, is, uh, of business and uh, managing money and where to put money and how to uh, generate more wealth and all that stuff, I think, is, is important for everybody, especially a golfer that, you know, up-and-coming players. I think it's helped me because as I've come into some um, some wealth through golf, <laughs> you know, you don't really know when you come out of college, like, well, wow, now I have money. Like, what do I do with this? How do I uh, make the right decisions and where do I put this, how do I make this grow and um, and so it helps actually having some knowledge and then obviously having some good relationships with people that want to help you is, is also helps me but, but I, yeah, I use my business all the time now with um, you know, where to try to yep. generate more money when you're not, you know, make money when you're not making money and that's kind of the, the idea and I think, you know, there's a lot of golf a lot of guys out there that, you know, they might have made 40 million on the golf course um, but they were also very business savvy, and they made eighty off the golf course. Yeah. So that, you know, that's obviously the the goal. Yeah, absolutely. And that uh, the the wealth conversation does lead into the last question before we get to rapid fire. Here is, 
you happen to be childhood friends with another well-known uh, athlete who I, I believe is quite wealthy in, in Christian McCaffrey. Um, so just wanted to chat a little bit with uh, about your relationship with him. Is it is it different to see you know yourself and a, and a childhood friend both become professional athletes and and you know have obviously different paths to their professional sport? Does it does your relationship change as you as you both become you know, stars, or is it something that, you know, when you talk to them, it's, it, you don't, you don't really put into uh, context what you guys do for a living? Yeah, you know, so I was close, um, Chris and I are, are definitely uh, good buddies, but his brother, Max, and I were, the older one, um, are like really good friends, and right. so growing up, I was always around Christian, we played some basketball together, obviously went to high school together, um, but it was kind of funny. I'd say if you were to ask anyone at our school, I think everyone thought that Christian and I would be the ones that would be professional athletes. And so we kind of always looked at it. We always thought about that and, and always looked at each other as ones that were going to make it. Right. Um, and so when we, when we did, it was honestly no surprise, I think, for both of us. Um, and when Christian had all that success, I mean, I thought he would do that. And if you ever watched him on a football field in high school, you're like, this kid... I mean, how does he not make it? In the NFL? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, no, our relationship hasn't changed. It, it actually makes it more fun because we can we can do more, you know, cool shit together. And yeah, um, and especially being with him, he's got way more money than me. So <laughs> I just I just penny I just penny off, off of him, and I just do I get to do cool stuff with him. So, um, but no, it's fun. It's a cool relationship because we do have you know great mutual respect for what we what we both do and I think we both cheer each other on and um, you know I think when I have success he's he's super happy and I'm the same for him so um, it's, a, it's a fun relationship and you know I just hope the best for him and um, yeah, yeah he's killing it right now. Is yeah. it like an unwritten right. rule that you just get him in all fantasy football drafts or do you have to, to work uh, to get him? Well it's, the funniest thing is we were actually in a fantasy football league first couple years on tour he was in uh our sorry first couple years he was in the league all so his brothers um all our buddies and even himself were in this fantasy football league. <laughs> and and the funny thing is max his bro- older brother was in the league at the time but he was a practice he was on practice squad um but got called up a few times they would draft each other jokingly every time and then um the the banter back and forth between our group chat every week was so funny. So, I mean, <laughs> Christian be... would have like sixty yards, and no touchdowns, and Max would just light him up. And then <laughs> Christian would be like, "Well, if you ever get into a game, I could actually play." You know, so it was just so funny. We had so much strategy. It, it was awesome. So we don't. He's not in it anymore. But um, yeah. But yeah, pretty much all of our buddies. That's. I mean. It's kind of hard not to. We're all if you get the first pick, we all know who you're picking. So. Yeah. Well, I was thinking. We were thinking. Yeah, it's like an unwritten rule. Even if you're in it, no one else is just allowed to take them at all. It's just like no. It's even if you have the seventh pick, it's like oh, I guess you can't take Christian because he's he's on Wyndham's team. Yeah. Well, the, the funny thing is, he. I don't think we allowed him to take himself because we felt like that'd be unfair. <laughs> yeah, he he's can like, tank yeah, when he wants. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I'm a little banged up today. I'm not going to play as much, so I'm not going to start myself. I know I'm not going to get as many points. You know, that's, that's not fair. <laughs> so. Yeah, he knows himself. Uh, 
Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to get into a little bit of rapid fire here to end off. So, um, I mean, some of them might not be that rapid, but we'll get, we'll get there. We'll feel it out. Um, first one's right. obviously PXG guy, but what's, what's in your bag this year? Um, all PXG. So I got the new Gen 4 irons. Um, I kind of have these prototype wedges that are grinded just for me. Um, then I have the new, um, I think it's Gen 4 driver as well, and 3-wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've had this one one-and-done putter that they, they made. Um, that's something I'm actually currently working on in these three weeks is try to get back to a blade putter that I was using you know, my first two years on tour. So that's what's in the bag. Awesome. Nice. How many career aces do you have? Aces. Um, I am up to three now. I got uh, my best one, as I think you guys saw, was at the PGA on number 17. Mm-hmm. That's Probably right. one of the best shots of my life. It was, blowing 20, it was blowing 20 in and off the right, all over water from like about 205. And we were thinking it was probably playing up to about 235. And I just hit this low bullet forearm that honestly was like cutting into the wind, never got hit by the wind, was going right at the hole. And I mean, Colton knows, and everyone called it. They're like, oh, could that be a hole in one? It lands and goes in. And yep. it was just, it was awesome. So, yeah, there's. I got three. Yeah, that's uh, just to have one in an event like that, too, is just. It, on a two hundred playing two thirty five, it's just like unfathomable for yeah. for someone like us. Uh, do, yeah. you, do you have I any? Mean, I mean, go ahead. You never complain on hole in one, but it would have been nice if it would happen two days later. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you? Uh, do you have any albatrosses? Yeah, uh, I have one. Uh, it's Scottsdale National six iron from I don't know, it's it, like two thirty or something. So would you rather, like, if you had zero and zero, would you rather get an ace or an albatross first? Um, you know, honestly, if I, a hole-in-one, if I have zero and zero, because that's just, like, yes. kind of a staple of golf to have a hole-in-one. But <laughs> let's say I had one of each, I would prefer to have more albatrosses than hole-in-ones. Yeah. One, it's obviously way more under par than an eagle or a hole-in-one. <laughs> Yeah. But two, I think it's harder. You have to hit two good shots, and usually you're hitting anywhere from a four iron to a three wood into the green to make an albatross, and I think it's just way tougher. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's that's really good that you clarified because it is the argument that we have that, uh, you know, Bronell's on the side of he prefers the albatross, but zero and zero, it's <laughs> it's hole in one, and then after that, it's albatross. So yeah. uh, you, you yeah, there's a, there's hit a it on the head. There's a, yeah, there's a guy, uh, his, his nickname's Hoops, at uh, the club I play here in Arizona at West Rock. He has, I think it's something, and this is why his nickname is Hoops, he has something like 30-plus albatrosses or or eagle um, eagles on par fours. Oh, man. That he's played in, like, competition and at the Rock and all that stuff. I mean, it's crazy. Like, he Hoops. just makes albatrosses or hit, drives the green and makes chips in or holds out all the time it's unbelievable like i think that's more impressive than having 10 on ones and to have like 30 some albatrosses that's crazy that's insane oh yeah that is a bunch insane. of short fives on those courses eh? <laughs> yeah Oops. yeah yeah exactly yeah uh well that's that's good it's one of our rapid fires that guy's nickname is obviously hoots uh what's your nickname uh anything related to dub 
So Gov is short for W. Right. Uh, first letter of my name. So I get anything from Dub, Dubstack, Dubs, Dub Nation, whatever, whatever <laughs> it is. Right? Anyone calls me anything with Dub. Okay. Well, that's good. I, I had one lined up. If you didn't, uh, Wyndham, obviously Wyndham Rewards. So I was thinking we'd, you know, maybe you guys would just call you Points. <laughs> points. <laughs> there you go. I like that's, Dub. That's, uh, that's where I haven't gotten, I've gotten Wyndham Rewards. Um, but never points. I like that. Yeah, well, rewards is just like that's not a nickname. <laughs> points is a nickname. Yeah. So if uh, if you happen to make it up to Canadian Open next year, we'll be there. If you hear someone on the range they say, "Hey, points, what's up?" That's that's me. So yeah. you'll know. I'll be the only guy in the world that calls you points. I like Dub Nation better, but I'll, be- I'll, I'll, turn, I'll turn around and come give you guys a shout and talk a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever called me points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, next one, uh, favorite stop on tour. Tough one. It's probably, God, that's a, that's a tough question. It's probably, I'd say, you know, Riv, uh, play, playing in LA at that, that Riviera is one of my favorite courses. Tournament's great. I love that one. Um, yeah, that's a hard question because there's so many, like, really well-run tournaments, like the Travelers and obviously the, the Memorial. Um, those are awesome tournaments, but then there's ones where I play really good at, so... I would just say Riff. Like, the weather's usually perfect. Um, I love the golf course. I played well there. So, yeah, Riff. Okay. Uh, we just have a couple more questions. Wyndham. Are you on speaker now or something? It just sounds a little bit different. Is that better? Uh, try that again. Is that better? Yeah, that's way better. Yeah. Okay. We, yeah, we only have a couple questions left. Um, what uh, What's your favorite site? Are you talking about going back home to, to play with some buddies? Not, you know, maybe not... Uh, the true competitive style, but I'm sure there'll be side games and whatnot. Uh, what's your favorite side game to play with the boys? Um, well, okay, so when it's a fun game like this, it'll just be a team, uh, you know, probably team best ball, and then we'll do, we always do like, well, our funny thing is we always do $1,000 hole-in-ones, and then anytime there's a hole-in-one in, in Arizona, it's a trip to Vegas that day. Um, so <laughs> it's happened a few times, which is really fun. Wow. This will also be one of those. Um, but typically when I'm actually getting ready to play, we play this high-low game, which I think is the best um, yeah. game game. So there's two on two, and uh, both balls count. And so if me and my partner make a, um, a four and a four, that qualifies as our fours are low, fours are high ball. Right. Um, if, we made a, if we made a three and a four, threes are low, fours are high, and so you're just playing against the other guys. So both balls count. Um, I think that's a great game, and then if you get all three, each one's or the low is with two, highs with one. If you get all three, it's you get four points, and you play, you know, twenty dollars, fifty dollars, hundred dollars a point. Um, I love to gamble when I play, so <laughs> yeah, absolutely keeps the juices falling, and uh, it's you know it's what all of us do. So I um, I like any game, Vegas, whatever it is, I like them all. Yeah, yeah. and that's uh, we we like to play high low quite a bit here too, so. Um, how does how does that go over with uh, significant others and and whatnot? When it's is it just like a known thing that hey I'm going to play today? Just a reminder, if someone gets a hole in one, I'm gone to Vegas until you know later tomorrow. Yeah, well, I unfortunately don't have any uh, significant others, so for me it's uh, yeah, it's not a problem. Easy. I know no issue, but the other guys, I'm telling you, it's so funny. We've been on the 
like the 12th hole, we bring up Vegas, and by the 16th hole, we're going to Vegas, and we're like, all right, after the round, in an hour and a half, we'll meet you at the airport, and we're going to Vegas, <laughs> and we literally just go for 12 hours and come back, and it's an absolute blast. So it's happened a few times, and um, it's definitely, I highly recommend it if you guys want to add that to your arsenal. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it'd be great. Ours might be just a trip to the local casino or something like that. For, yeah, for... there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite sports team? Uh, the Avalanche. Nice. Uh, they yeah, the... uh, they kind of waste, wasted a season this year, hey? Well, kind of. Uh, you have no idea. My... <laughs> well, I was talking to my brother. We were watching Tampa Bay play last night, and we're like, well, we should be at this game. And I, I thought this was the year. I thought we'd be at least in the Stanley Cup. I didn't know if we'd 100% win, but I thought it'd be us versus the Lightning. And I, unfortunately, I know you guys probably want Montreal, but I think it's going to be a short series. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Montreal fan myself, and I just, I'm hoping that it's going to go I six, mean, maybe. But I think it might be a sweep. Uh, I mean, unless Kerry just stands on his head, I don't know. I don't know. I just they're so good. I mean, who knows? I mean, they beat Vegas, which I was shocked by. Um, yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, uh, yeah. couple, just two left. Uh, have you ever thrown a, a match? Um, whether, whether, <laughs> whether question. personally or uh, or in some sort of pro am or something like that? Because we just had a bit of a scenario happen to us personally this past week where there was accusing of throwing a match. So we just curious if you've ever thrown a match before. No, no, never. Um, nice. You're always playing no, for I, money. I, uh, I, I don't even know if I've ever been in a situation to throw a match, but uh, there'd have to be a significant reason for me to throw a match. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think I'd ever throw a match. I'm too competitive. Yeah, too competitive, pride and, and money-wise, obviously. Yep. Uh, then last one to wrap it up here. Um, are you a Coke or a Pepsi guy? Uh, Coke all the time. Coke, Coke with the lime. I go to Mexico all the time, and you add that lime in there, and it just changes everything. I like yeah, it. Yeah, not yeah. bad. Not I bad. thought maybe maybe you'd be a Pepsi guy with the Pepsi Center in Denver, but yeah, just oh, like oh <laughs> yeah, well that you know it's funny. I know everyone says that, but um, I just yeah, I don't know. I'm not a Pepsi guy. I think the, I think it's honestly what you try first. I think I probably had Coke first when I was little, and yep. like that, and then you have a one of those Mexican Cokes in in the bottle, and it's like game changer. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and uh, sorry, we did just miss one of the questions we have to ask everyone. And, and so even though I missed it, we'll have to ask you now. Uh, <laughs> who Who's in your ultimate foursome? Who's three guys that you'd want to play with? Uh, any walk of life? Any uh, you know professional athletes, celebrity? Uh, who are you playing with and where are you playing? Yeah. Um, let's see. Where am I playing? Uh, I probably would say... I mean, I've never played Augusta, so obviously I'd love to be playing Augusta. Um, you know, morning tea, morning tea time, have a great breakfast, perfect day, and play part three course, then 18 holes at Augusta. Um, I have never played a full round of golf at Tiger Woods, so yep. I would like to have him in the foursome just because I've never played with him. Um, and then after that, it'd probably just be a bunch of my friends that we could just talk trash. So it'd be probably my caddy, John, um, probably 
kind of, it's like a big brother to me, Jeff Gaskell, and probably my little brother. And that would be, that's actually a fivesome. So we'd be playing five at Augusta. I don't know if that's allowed. But we'd probably, that's probably it. Not, nothing, I know that's not the best answer, but I'd rather just have fun and yeah. be, you know, trash talking and exchanging money than just playing with a bunch of guys that I, I don't really know. And it could be awkward for 18 holes. Right. Yeah, I have a feeling at Augusta, it's the, you can pretty much do whatever you want once you get to tea time. So if, I'm, I'm sure five is allowed. If Tiger's in the group, you're probably yeah. allowed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, okay, uh, Wyndham, that's uh, that's all we got for you. We really appreciate you joining the boys. Uh, it's been a been a blast, and uh, hopefully the uh, the few weeks off here allows you to recharge batteries for the home stretch coming down uh, rest of the season. Yep, sounds good, boys. Thanks for having me on. All right, big thanks to Wyndham Clark for joining the boys. Harv, you got your answer. Yeah, they do it on purpose. It's confirmed. Like that's all I needed to hear. No one will ever convince me otherwise for the rest of my life. Yeah, that was the main takeaway after we taped that interview with me and Bronell. As soon as we got off, it's like he confirmed it. They do it on purpose, and yeah. it pisses other guys off. Yep. So I mean, great to have Wyndham on the show. Um, hopefully, uh, this week he recharges his batteries the next couple weeks and gets back out there. Hmm. All right, Harv, let's get into picks. Pick recap uh, for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Um, interesting uh, results this week. Mm. Mm. Um, Absolute joke. I'm, I'm glad new guy's here for this. <laughs> yeah. Bronell isn't, but new guy is. So it's been a rule since the dawn of time that DQs and withdraws are worth one point more yeah. than a miscut. Because correct. it's worse. It is a worse finish. It is not worse. That's the thing. It is not worse. It's the exact it, same thing. Maybe on paper, but in <laughs> for our picks, <laughs> this is to this cut is whatever called 78, 79, 80, in around there. Mm-hmm. A DQ means you cheated and are now DQ'd. So that should be worse. Yeah. And a withdraw because we wanted to avoid people. You pick them, they withdraw because they're not playing good, i.e. the Tiger, Jason Day strategy that they do where mm-hmm. they just fake an injury like they have now, in the past. That said, if they withdraw prior to teeing off, you are allowed to pick someone. Replace new. them, yes. yes. But if they but, withdraw in the tournament. But Decky got, got COVID. I think that should be also taken into account. Well, here. we can't look on these by case by case. It becomes yeah, too complicated. It's got to be a blanket rule It's here. a blanket rule. Yeah. So with that being said, yeah, this is great. By the Bronell way, Bronell and New Guy tied this week, so they get one point each. So really the best cool. part, the best part about this is when Hideki went out with COVID. Harv said in our group chat, "I can't wait until the one point less hurts New Guy at the end." Well, actually, you were saying about Bronell losing by point three three when it happened, but turns out it actually hurt New Guy in the snare. Now, you didn't bring it up at that point. You just glossed over it, yep. and then it came back to bite you in the ass. So I was actually going to say something last night when you guys were doing the picks. I was going to have some snark remark in there. I was like, ooh, that might actually kind of light bulb harv. Yeah, so you <laughs> so I, like, didn't say anything, but it's still a ridiculous rule. I mean, it certainly is ridiculous. This is the yes. first time it's actually been used. but Well, no, it's, it's been first... ridiculous forever, harv. You don't have to, you don't have to. Oh um, yeah. Like it's happened before and it it just, this is the first time it's resulted in affecting a week, but you've always calculated it. Rules are rules. 
I guess. Rules are there to govern. Exactly. Uh, uh, so all right, recap. The best part about this is for two guys that are looking to catch them, I love that it's split. Absolutely. So the standings are now Bronal at 30, Harv 24, New Guy 24, Maddie B 23, Randy 3. Uh, <laughs> so New Guy had Matsuyama, who withdrew for 79. Yep. Uh, Kyle Stanley, 41, and Joaquin Neiman second for a 40.67 average. Yep. Bronell had Patrick Reed, 32nd. Gary Woodland missed the cut for a 78. Mm-hmm. And Jason Kokrak, 12th for a 40.67 average. Yeah, and Bronell has said that Kokrak, I mean, whether you believe him or not, Kokrak's on the shit list because of his and horrible Woodland. finish. Um, and Woodland. But at the same time, we can't believe anything that guy says because no, he'll just change his mind. Absolutely. I finished third. I had Higo 41st, Alex Noren fourth, and Mito Pereira missed the cut for a 78 for a 41 average. So I only lost by 0.33. Mm-hmm. That would have been something. I think oh. I was rating it too. Eh. <laughs> Bryson missed the cut for a 78. How, I didn't know he was going to break up with his caddy. Yeah. I mean... Those are picks, right? Yeah. Like that's uh, Will Z really fell off for you for a 77. And Bubba was sixth for a 54 average. And I, then Randy. He, oh, this ahead. is a perfect time to bring up uh, Cecil trolling people with saying that Will Z, <laughs> Will Z, this, he should have to go back and play Corn Fairy events because the he Will have Z status. experiment is over. He said. <laughs> uh, uh, and then Randy finished last. He had Muno 67, Putnam missed cut 78, Michael Thompson missed cut 78. We should pull the audio of Bronell saying that he thinks Randy could win this week. Yes, we also, I was just going to bring that up too. <laughs> we should also, anytime he picks someone that has the same last name, he should get all the guys with that last name. Because what was it? Daryl Thompson or Darwin Thompson was yeah. up. Like he was like second after the first round. Yeah. I was like, is that the Thompson that Randy Davis, has? Yeah, Davis Thompson. Davis Thompson. Yeah, so he had a 74 yeah. average. So, I mean, let's get into picks this week. Okay, um, well, I get to go first because. Bronell's not here. That's correct. So, yeah. uh, so John Deere week. This is one of the one of the funnest tournaments of the year because it's wide Ooh. open. Yeah. Five. What is it? Five of the top fifty. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yep, that's uh, it. it doesn't have a great field because it's sandwiched right in front of the the open this year. So, yeah. not uh, not a great uh, field. No. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's get let's get right into them. You get okay, to go well, first I, for sure. I. I <laughs> Let's go Daniel Berger. Well, of course. Speak. He's the he's the highest ranked player in the field. He is. So uh, let's go with him. What a tough one. And are we picking for Bronell? How's yeah, this work? We're Bronell said, I'll take any and I quote, I'll take anyone other than Kokrak or Woodland, both of which I don't think are playing this. I don't week. think so. Um so I think it well, only is fair that he gets Sung J M because I, I was know gonna say Brian Harmon, he's number one in the power rankings and he's left-handed. Yep. You're right. Yeah. We'll give, are you taking him? No. Okay. So I'll take, I'll take him. Uh, Yes. So Bronell can have Harmon uh, and then Harv can go. Yep. Well, I was going to take Harmon, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I I guess I got to take Sung JM then. Oh, what? You just said no. (laughs) No, I said, well, I said I was going to take Harmon. So, so well, uh, I'll take Harmon. Bronell can have Kevin though. <laughs> that's the only fair way to do it. He's not here. He gets Kevin. Nah. Yeah. 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 That's great. You take Harmon. I'll take him and he gets Kevin. Nah. Yep. 
Okay, sorry. Bronell has Noth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And I want Sung, Sung, Sung JM because Billy Spencer, Harmon. friend of the pod, Billy Spencer is on Sung J's bag now. Left Kramer's bag. Uh, Kramer finished losing a playoff two weeks ago. We're like, ah, oh, shit. I hope Billy's on that bag. Billy pops up on Sung JM's bag. Immediate top 10 finish. Here's to hoping that Sung Jay and Billy is the recipe to get Billy his first win. Yep, that'd be nice. Uh, okay. Spot at the Olympics, awesome. too. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, back to you, my friend. How about... Oh, there's the... Henley. No, Henley's been playing pretty solid. I'm going to go with Russell Henley. Well, of course you are. Lately. Unless you were going to go back-to-back Cam Davis. Harv might be mm. going there. Nope. Uh, what are we doing for Brono? Just a random pick here. Uh, I think Brono can ride the Norin train unless you're going Norin. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. <Going Norin. laughs> so, so uh, we'll give oh, him uh, Streelman. I, I was just gonna say he he's on that whole vampire train with Streelman. Give it to yeah. him. He's he's out camping. He's probably getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. Yes. There we go. Yeah, lean into it. I like it. Yeah. I mean, we're being way too nice to this guy for not being here. Like, he's first place right now. Well, I we hope he just, doesn't win. We should just tank him. <laughs> but now we can't say anything because we've given him two guys. So, yeah, I'm going to, I'm, uh, I'm taking Alex Norton, obviously. Yeah. I knew One of my guys. To. Okay. So you got him. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, if I got him, I'll take Siwoo Kim too. Okay. Ooh. I'm going to take him and Kim. Him, Cam. Yep. Because, well, we'll get to their situation yes. in, in news, but I thought it was something like with the win, if they win on tour, it delays their time. I think it does. Yep. We'll get really? we'll get into that. Okay, I haven't or, heard that one. Or, not to give it away, we may have taped this before. We already got into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so who's up again? New guy for his last pick. Yep. I can't believe I'm going to pick this guy, but uh, give me Pat and Kazire this week. Interesting. Okay. Okay. That's a very interesting pick. Um, I'm not sure who we're going to give to Brono. I mean, we can give him Sep Straka. You know what we should give him? He gets Roger. No, we don't Ooh. want to jinx him? No. Okay. Give him another lefty. Give him Lebiota. Oh, that's oh, a good one. You he go. was talking yeah. about him all, all week. Yeah, he was. He, he liked him. He wanted him to win last week. Well, now you can want him to win this week. Yep. yep. That's fair. Uh, I'm going I'm going Steve Stricker. Nice. Really? Thought about it. He plays really well here. He's won here three times. Yep. Leading money winner, and he just won the champions players. There you go. So hmm. I have ooh, you're M and Kim, hey? Yeah. Theme there. How about um, how about I think you're gonna go with uh Scott Stallings. That's who I think you're gonna go with this week. Well, I'm not going with him because of that now. Scooter. <laughs> uh geez. I'm actually uh, I'm gonna take Zach between? Johnson. I'm gonna take Zach, uh, Zach Johnson. Yeah. Okay. It's his home game. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. He plays well here, real well. <laughs> He's second in all-time earnings. Pine Stricker. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, let's do Randy's uh, real quick. Uh, algorithm put in, spit out, 120, 108, 
52. Uh, 120s Roger Sloan. Oh, there you go. Uh, 108 is Ches Reevy, and 52 is Jim Herman. Hermy, nice. The pip monster. So he's got a those, chance this week. If yep. any of those guys withdraw or yeah, get COVID uh, uh, before the tournament starts. Before the tournament starts, yep. Uh, he has 79 <laughs> Hunter Man and 58 uh, Chucky Three Sticks. So, wow. Huh. We'll okay. see. Okay. All right. You guys got anything else? New guy, you got anything left for us? Enjoy, oh, enjoy uh, Mickelson no. tomorrow, bud. I'll try my best. I'm okay. very interested to see how it's going to go. Yeah. Tomorrow. So you're back a little next... bit different for sure. So you're back then... next week. New uh, Bronell's back next week. Harvin, I'll be here as always. Yep. Uh, so enjoy the rest of your trip and it's time for us to hit the clubhouse. for you.